When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was barely alive for the love boat. Oh, man. I saw the love boat. Um, I caught the tail end of it on ABC. Okay. The love boat. Family of I, networks. Yeah, I was probably like... Like seven, eight, nine in that right. range. Right, sub, sub, sub... Double-digit ages. Yeah, seven, eight, nine in that right. range. Which when means I was, I was not like, sentient. Right. Yeah, like mid-80s, you know, um, I saw it. And uh, my parents used to watch it all the time. They loved it. They used to watch um, The Love Boat and Fantasy Island back-to-back with my guy, Ricardo Montalban. So. Senor Montalban, legend in the game. Yeah. Come on! Oh, anyway, by um, the way, best Star Trek movie ever. Sure. I don't really Wrath know that that well. I'm a Star Wars guy, but I respect the game. Let me ask you this. What in reality was the love boat like really about? Like what was the cultural No, no. The love boat was basically one there? big cameo. It was a it was a show about cameos. Okay. That's great. I love that. Where the the television well, I mean, X and X would show up. And that was the that. cast. Right. The cast right. was was firm. It was like cheers with a cameo every week, but on a boat. That's perfect. It's like Scooby Doo and you know all that. You know they have, they don't like the Harlem Globetrotters apparently are in Scooby Doo every other week, which is weird because they're stranded on an island, or no uh, Gilligan's Island, excuse me. Yeah, and uh, you're like, how yeah. is that possible? But like, okay, okay, that's yeah. cool. I'm glad yeah. I know that now. Yeah, they had they, know you know they had Captain Stubing and uh, the Doctor and then Gopher and uh, Isaac the bartender. I learned the- more about that from Ace Ventura than I did from ever watching the show. That's why. Right. I asked. Yeah. So. But it was every week was just a different cameo. There were just new people coming on the boat. Like they would on a regular cruise. That's why I wanted to be in show business because I'm a huge fan of like drop-ins. You know what I'm saying? When people show up like crossover events and like, oh, look who's here. Well, and you know what else was cool? Television's George Sedano in a turtleneck (laughs) dropping by. You know what I mean? Like I love that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. I'm I'm serious. (laughs) What else was cool was that the ship's port of calls on the show were all in Mexico. They were all Puerto Vallarta really? or Acapulco or Mazatlán. Like, yeah, like they were uh, They were all the port of calls were all in Mexico, yeah. I was just in a port of call in the Bahamas that did not have nearly as exotic of names. Uh, I believe it's called St. George's Wharf, mm-hmm. where I was next to next to Atlantis. And there were a lot of boats that were coming in. Yeah. Cruise ships. Uh, what are they called? Uh, super yachts. There were yeah. a lot of those, too. So, oh, yeah, you know, a lot of rich I'm, famili- I'm familiar. I was, I've never been on a love boat. I've never worn one of those weird, like, Captain Tuxedos that those guys wear. But, you know, I like the theme song, so that works. Now, uh, if you're on a, you know, today's National Keto Day, um, mm. there is, uh, if you wanted to go on a keto diet, an actual, a cruise is actually a great place to do that, to be honest. Really? With you. Because the meats are there for you, if you'd like. Um, you know, all the different meats, uh, fish. Uh, I mean, you can, you can get down on a cruise uh, on a keto diet. Like, now, people also – I was hearing Mason in Ireland talking about this because they were – you know, Mason was saying that he wants to lose weight. Now, I did keto for a very short amount of time. Okay. Um, I couldn't hack it. I just kept getting headaches. Um, so I do like a, a like a modified version of it. Like a mighty lower, key, if you will. Yeah, like a lower carb, right? Like I just kind of watch what I do. So I'm not I gonna lost, lie. I have no idea what keto actually is, but I it's know they, basically have, pretty, they like have pretty a, good drinks at Whole Foods. That's what no I No carb, no sugar, or low sugar, low carb, like a very small amount, right? Okay. And it turns it puts your body into what they call ketosis, uh, and it burns like fat, etc. Hence et keto. Got it. Yes. So I lost like fifteen pounds, uh, and but I couldn't do it. Like I, I mean, this was like in a month, like or Ooh. like a little over a month, more like that six weeks, harsh. maybe six or seven weeks. Um and then I was able just to maintain it by this modified version and then just exercise. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I have basically stayed within about five pounds of my 15-pound loss um, with just this modified version that I've So made. it worked? Yeah, it worked. But I couldn't do it like as a lifestyle. No, no chance. No. So it, yeah. was, it was like, a, it was like a, you, you implemented that. That's like the kind of offense that you implement for like the tournament. 
Correct. You know what I'm saying? You don't yes. you don't you don't run that all you don't run that all regular season. You just say, hey, this is how I'm gonna survive in advance. Or or like Bill Belichick, right? Everyone always talks sure. about like game plan is different the every week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just okay. that's the way it went down. So okay. um but yeah, so National Keto Day. I you know, I know a lot of people have tried a lot of different diets, you know, the Atkins diet and uh, you know, whatever, the juicing you know, Mason and, and Greg were talking about trying to do a juice cleanse or something like that. Marcellus what? used to do that all the time. He used to do a juice cleanse for like a week. The problem with the juice cleanse is that you have to commit to making the juice. Yes. That's the hardest well, you can part buy of the them, whole situation. But that's more expensive. Yeah. Sure. But what I'm saying is that that ultimately becomes the point of commitment is, right. do you have the juices to cleanse with? Yes. Not, are you just willing to cleanse? Yeah. But uh, uh, I any, don't have it, the juices, nor am I willing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry I mean, I, I juices, um, you know, speaking of sugar, there's a lot of sugar in juice, though. You know, so. For sure. Um, all right. So real quick. Quick game, Laura. Give me, give me the music. Another game. We're gonna go a lot of music in this hour. There we go. Oh yeah, the ballpark organ. You're talking my language. All right. So this game is called "What the Bleep Is Going On with Baseball." <sighs> All right. So Clinton Yates, we are a month into this lockout. What the bleep is going on between the players' union? And Major League Baseball at the moment. All right. What the bleep is going on is that there was a preliminary date that might have gotten met for them to sit down and talk about things, but there are two major problems that are in accord. Number one is the actual agreement itself in terms of what everybody wants. There's the issue of how long the playoffs are going to be. There's the issue of roster sizes. There's the issue of service time, which is the most important. However, because there was a norm set last season – based on, I would say, the basic average, not last season, the season before that, the basic average fans' expectancy of games, what we think of as what this product is supposed to be from an entertainment standpoint, that quite frankly, Omicron has set a different timeline on, and I think it's changed things a lot. If I'm being very honest, I think baseball fans should get used to a 150, sub-150 game season. Not for perpetuity, but for the next couple of years because that's what they're just going to have to agree with. It doesn't make sense to me to play this many games. It just doesn't. From the way oh, I would be in on that. Less I, games I, to I, me I would be them. too. Yeah. But I think that that's ultimately going to be the biggest compromise is that the players are going to take less money, but they're not going to take less money on the percentage. They're going to take less money on just the games. you know, And that's going to be difficult, but I, I think that's the only reasonable – not reasonable. I think it's the most effective tool that they have. That said, and I'll cut it short real quick – I would trade a salary cap for a salary floor. If you want to improve the quality of baseball, you need a salary floor. The yes. salary cap will not harm the game, never mind the league. And by the league, I mean Major League Baseball, as much as not having a floor already has. Look at your Rockies. Look at your Orioles. Look at your Pirates. These teams aren't spending enough money in order to make this a competitive balance. That's what I would do personally. Yeah, I like that idea. Um so so in the line of discussing money, um, you know, the lockout came at a very strange time to me because it was like a week into free agency. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, found that to, I found that to be odd considering several players signed what I would call ginormous contracts. Oh, you think? Um, and the owners are complaining about money, but yet I feel like the, we have to do this dance every so often where they need to be, they, the owners, need to be protected from themselves. So in regards to that, Clinton Yates, what the bleep is going on with baseball? The owners don't want to show their cash because then they have to reveal that they're making way more money than they're willing to admit and that they don't actually care about baseball. They just like using the sport as an ATM. This is why the antitrust law should probably be rescinded i'm not going to get into a whole thing but if you really want to know you can look it up at home kiddos those are the bullet points go be a good one okay so uh i know you talked about uh some uh, arbitrary dates on getting this done yeah um i love me some spring training man i love it i love going to spring training i like going to the games you know i don't have to stay there the whole time i yeah, hang out get, for a little bang bit a couple beers before the fourth you get a hot dog or two and you're out of there you're playing golf boom and then but I don't know when the hell that's going to happen. So my question to you is regarding the calendar. 
Like, what are we? What is the expectation as far as the calendar, as far as spring training, as far as the start of the season? What the bleep is going on with baseball, Clinton Yates? I think the minor leaguers start at what would be the normal major league time. I think the major leaguers start a month later, and I think the season is just a month shorter. And I don't okay. think anybody cares. So like, you, you you think if you your best guess is that we'll we'll have opening day April thirtieth or May first? Chop a month. Yeah, chop a month. I mean, and I think that's the easiest time span in which nobody really loses any hair. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, got a haircut, didn't shave your bald, didn't leave it long. Like right, bald, bald with a but D. You, you want to go bald, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, just in case someone else thought you said something. Pardon else. me, listeners yes. in DTF. Yes. You don't know what I'm talking about, but yes. um, I think that's what you miss. You miss a month, and you know what? You could use to miss a month. And you could use to miss a month in a year in which you've got to figure a bunch of things out anyway because of reminder, the minor leagues were cut short as well. Every single team, and by team I mean franchise in the major leagues, has a farm system they have to deal with, and they're going to have to reevaluate that. Talent is at a different premium. The draft is shorter. There's less minor leaguers from the developmental system. It's just a different game now when you add in the lockout. It's going to be a very different um, roster construction viewpoint in terms of what we view as baseball now. So you took you look at the team like the Dodgers, where they kind of had everybody, and you thought, well, you could have kept everybody, but they didn't at all. And you wonder why. It's because it's just going to be a different strategy from here on out in terms of how teams put themselves together. Do you expect a shortened spring training then, if that's the case? I don't. I think that, that's what I said. I think the way that you do it is that you bring minor leaguers in earlier, oh. and you have, you know, you like sort of you extend pitchers and catchers. Got it. Got but, it. Pitcher, but, you know, but position players sort of stay the same amount of time because they're not showing up anyway, so. All right, that is uh, the a new game sweeping the Southland. <laughs> what the bleep is going on with what baseball? the bleep is going on with baseball with Clint Yates? <laughs> yes. Um, real quick, just before we go to break, because we have to play big deal or no deal. Um, I just you, know, you I'm sure you get the same things. You get spam calls all the time to your phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Spam risk is my do you, number do one. Do you? Thing. I, I always like to look at the cities because it tells you the city allegedly that it's coming oh, from. Bro, we can play this game right now. I mean, I, I I get like you know I mean I've gotten the international ones. I've gotten like here Russia. We go. Here we go. Here Cuba. we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got you. I got you three bangers right off the top. Go ahead. Give it number to one. Me real quick, Baltimore, I have a Maryland. Domestic one. Number I've never one. Heard Baltimore, of. Maryland, which is which is easy. Yeah. Number two. Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Ooh, that's a good one. I've never heard of that. Yes. Number three, yeah. Atchison, Kansas. Okay. I'm literally reading these off of my phone. Because yeah. I've got one just it. now that came in. Oh, Woodside, Kimmel, California is the number one. Guard. Kimmel, Indiana. Never heard of that place. I, I am curious to see what the uh, population is of old Kimmel, Indiana. Let's see it. I'm curious to know what county Kimmel, Indiana is in. And okay. If Kimmel is the county seat. These are the kind of Kimmel, things I think about. Indiana's unincorporated consensus-designated place in Sparta Township, Noble Sparta, County. So definitely not in a county. Yeah, Kimmel County uh, place where I don't want to get caught after. It, 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 it in its Wikipedia, it doesn't even have like like the geography other than like a location. No demographics, no nothing. Doesn't even tell you how many I got, people live there. I got a great one today from Paw Huska, Oklahoma. How do you Ooh. spell that? Yeah. Paw H U S K A. Paw, okay. Oklahoma. Paw, how do you spell like Paw? P-A-W? So, so, P-A-W, so, like a paw. That's great. Oh, yeah. I love Kimmel, that. Indiana, according to Google, population, take a guess. Give me a, like, a, like a, just throw out a number. I'll say 2,000. Lindsay? 3,000. Laura? 3,500. 574. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. Well. Yeah. So my spam call from Kimmel, Indiana. Clearly not town, for you. Yes, from a town. They might have been, they, you know, they might have been waiting to hear whether or not you were going to call Major League Baseball games next year. They might be waiting. Perhaps. You never know. Maybe stay tuned. <laughs> that that, been, that might have been the call. No. That could happen. That could happen. Uh, all right. Big deal, no deal. Coming up in two minutes. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Look, I'm not going to lie. I was barely alive for the love boat. Oh, man. I saw the love boat. Um, I caught the tail end of it on ABC. Okay. The love boat. Family of I, networks. 
Yeah, I was probably like like seven, eight, nine in that right. range. Sub, 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 double digit ages. Yeah, seven, eight, nine in that right. range. Which when means I was, I was not like, sentient. Right. Yeah, like mid eighties. You know, um, I saw it, and uh, my parents used to watch it all the time. They loved it. They used to watch. Um, the Love Boat and Fantasy Island, back-to-back with my guy, Ricardo Montalban. So. Senor Montalban, legend in the game. Yeah. Come on! Oh, anyway, by um, the way, best Star Trek movie ever. Sure. I don't really Wrath know that that well. I'm a Star Wars guy, but I respect the game. Let me ask you this. What, in reality, was The Love Boat like really about? Like, what was the cultural No, no. The Love Boat was basically one there? big cameo. It was, a, it was a show about cameos. Okay. That's great. I love that. Where the the television well, I mean, X and X would show up, and that was the that. cast. Right, the cast right. was was firm. It was like Cheers with a cameo every week, but on a boat. Oh, that's perfect. It's like Scooby Doo and you know all that. You know they have, they don't like the Harlem Globetrotters apparently on Scooby Doo every other week, which is weird because they're stranded on an or no uh, Gilligan's Island. Excuse me. Yeah, and uh, you're like, how yeah. is that possible? But like, okay. Okay, yeah. that's cool. I'm glad yeah. I know that now. Yeah, they had, they, you know, they had Captain Stubing and uh, the Doctor and then Gopher and uh, Isaac, the bartender. I learned the, more about that from Ace Ventura than I did from ever watching the show. That's why right. I asked. Yeah, so. but it was every week was just a different cameo. There were just new people coming on the boat like you they would on a regular cruise. Yeah. That's why yeah. I wanted to be in show business because I'm a huge fan of like drop-ins yeah. you know what i'm saying when people show up like crossover events and like oh yeah. look who's here it's well and you know what else was television's cool. george sedano in a total neck <laughs> exactly. dropping by you know yes. what i mean like i love yes. that kind of stuff and yes 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 i'm, I'm and, serious and <laughs> what else was cool was that the ship's port of calls on the show were all in mexico they were all puerto vallarta really? or acapulco or mazatlan like yeah like they were uh, they were all the port of calls were all in mexico yeah i was just in a port of call in the bahamas that did not have nearly as exotic of names uh, i believe it's called saint george's wharf mm-hmm. where i was next to next to atlantis and there were a lot of boats that were coming in yeah. cruise ships uh what are they called uh super yachts there were yeah. a lot of those too so oh, yeah you know, a lot I'm of rich fami- i'm familiar i was i've never been on a love boat I've never worn one of those weird, like, Captain Tuxedos that those guys wear. But, you know, I yeah. like the theme song, so that works. Now, uh, if you're on a, you know, today's National Keto Day, um, mm. there is uh, – if you wanted to go on a keto diet, an actual a cruise is actually a great place to do that, to be honest with Really? You. Because the meats are there for you, if you'd like. Um, you know, all the different meats, uh, fish. Uh, I mean, you can, you can get down on a cruise uh, on a keto diet. Like – now, people also – I was hearing Mason in Ireland talking about this because they were – you know, Mason was saying that he wants to lose weight. Now, I did keto for a very short amount of time. Okay. Um, I couldn't hack it. I just kept getting headaches. Um, so I do like a, a like a modified version of it. Like a mighty lower, key, if you will. Yeah, like a lower carb, right? Like I just kind of watch what I do. So I lost – I have no idea what keto actually is, but I know it's they, basically have pretty, they have like pretty a, good drinks at Whole Foods. That's what no I No carb, no sugar, or low sugar, low carb, like a very small amount, right? Okay. And it turn, it puts your body into what they call ketosis, uh, and it burns like fat, et cetera, Hence et keto. Got it. Yes. So I lost like 15 pounds, uh, and but I couldn't do it. Like I, I mean, this was like in a month, like or Ooh. like a little over a month, more like that six weeks, harsh. maybe six or seven weeks. Um, and then I was able just to maintain it by this modified version and then just exercise. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I have basically stayed within about five pounds of my 15-pound loss um, with just this modified version that I've So done. it worked. Yeah, it worked, but I couldn't do it like as a lifestyle. No, no chance. No. So it yeah. was it was like a it was like a you you implemented that that's like the kind of offense that you implement for like the tournament. Correct. You know what I'm saying you don't, yes. you don't you don't run that all you don't run that all regular season. You just say, hey, this is how I'm going to survive in advance. Or, or like Bill Belichick, right? Everyone always talks sure. about like game plan is different every week. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just okay. that's the way it went down. So, okay. um, but yeah, so National Keto Day. I you know I know a lot of people have tried a lot of different diets. You know the Atkins diet and uh, you know whatever the juicing. You know Mason and, and Greg were talking about trying to do a juice cleanse or something like that. Marcellus what? used to do that all the time. He used to do a juice cleanse for like a week. The problem with the juice cleanse is that you have to commit to making the juice. Yes. That's the hardest well, you can part buy of the whole them, situation. But that's more expensive. Yeah. Sure. But what I'm saying is that that ultimately becomes the point of commitment is, right. do you have the juices to cleanse with? Yes. Not, are you just willing to cleanse? Yeah. But uh, uh, I any, don't have it, the juices, nor am I willing. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry I mean, I, 
I, juice is, um, you know, speaking of sugar, there's a lot of sugar in juice, though, you know. So. For sure. Um, all right. So, real quick, quick game. Laura, give me, give me the music. Another game. We're going to go a lot of music in this hour. There we go. Oh, yeah. The ballpark organ? You're talking my language. All right. So, this game is called What the Bleep is Going On with Baseball? <sighs> all right. So, Clinton Yates, we are a month into this lockout. What the bleep is going on between the players' union and Major League Baseball at the moment? All right. What the bleep is going on is that there was a preliminary date that might have gotten met for them to sit down and talk about things, but there are two major problems that are in accord. Number one is the actual agreement itself in terms of what everybody wants. There's the issue of how long the playoffs are going to be. There's the issue of roster sizes. There's the issue of service time, which is the most important. However... Because there was a norm set last season based on, I would say, the basic average, not last season, the season before that, the basic average fans' expectancy of games, what we think of as what this product is supposed to be from an entertainment standpoint, that quite frankly, Omicron has set a different timeline on, and I think it's changed things a lot. If I'm being very honest... I think baseball fans should get used to a 150 sub 150 game season. Not for perpetuity, but for the next couple of years because that's what they're just going to have to agree with. It doesn't make sense to me to play this many games. It just doesn't from the way Oh, I would owners, be in on that. Less I, games I, to I, me I would be too. Them. But yeah. I think that that's ultimately going to be the biggest compromise is that the players are going to take less money, but they're not going to take less money on the percentage. They're going to take less money on just the games, you know, and that's going to be difficult. But I, I think that's the only reasonable, not reasonable. I think it's the most effective tool that they have. That said, and I'll cut it short real quick. I would trade a salary cap for a salary floor. If you want to improve the quality of baseball, you need a salary floor. The yes. salary cap will not harm the game, never mind the league, and by the league, I mean Major League Baseball, as much as not having a floor already has. Look at your Rockies, look at your Orioles, look at your Pirates. These teams aren't spending enough money in order to make this a competitive balance. That's what I would do personally. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, so, so in the line of discussing money, um, you know, the lockout came at a very strange time to me because it was like a week into free agency. Right. <laughs> so uh, I, found that to, I found that to be odd considering several players signed what I would call ginormous contracts. Oh, you think? Um, and the owners are complaining about money, but yet I feel like they, we have to do this dance every so often where they need to be, they, the owners, need to be protected from themselves. So in regards to that, Clinton Yates... What the bleep is going on with baseball? The owners don't want to show their cash because then they have to reveal that they're making way more money than they're willing to admit and that they don't actually care about baseball. They just like using the sport as an ATM. This is why the antitrust law should probably be rescinded. I'm not going to get into a whole thing, but if you really want to know, you can look it up at home, kiddos. Those are the bullet points. Go be a good one. Okay, so uh, I know you talked about uh, some uh, arbitrary dates on getting this done. Yeah. Um, I love me some spring training, man. I love it. I love going to spring training. I like going to the games. I, you know, I don't have to stay there the whole time. I yeah, hang out get, for a little bit. You bang a couple beers before the fourth. You get a hot dog or two, and you're out of there. You're playing golf. Boom. And then, but I don't know when the hell that's going to happen. So my question to you is regarding the calendar. Like, what are we? what is the expectation as far as the calendar, as far as spring training, as far as the start of the season? What the bleep is going on with baseball, Clinton Yates? I think the minor leaguers start at what would be the normal major league time. I think the major leaguers start a month later, and I think the season is just a month shorter. And I don't okay. think anybody cares. So like, you, you, you think if you your best guess is that we're, we'll have opening day April 30th or May 1st. Chop a month. Like yeah. Chop a month. I mean, and I think that's the easiest time span in which nobody really loses any hair. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, okay, got a haircut, didn't shave you bald, didn't leave it long. Like right, bald, bald with a but D. You, you want to go bald, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, just in case someone else thought you said something. Pardon else. me, listeners yes. in DTF. Yes. You don't know what I'm talking about, but yes. um, I think that's what you miss. You miss a month, and you know what? You could use to miss a month. And you could use to miss a month in a year in which you've got to figure a bunch of things out anyway because of reminder, the minor leagues were cut short as well. 
every yes. single team, and by team I mean franchise in the major leagues, has a farm system they have to deal with, and they're going to have to reevaluate that. Talent is at a different premium. The draft is shorter. There's less minor leaguers from the developmental system. It's just a different game now when you add in the lockout. It's going to be a very different um, roster construction viewpoint in terms of what we view as baseball now. So you took you look at the team like the Dodgers, where they kind of had everybody. You thought, well, you could have kept everybody, but they didn't at all. And you wonder why. It's because it's just going to be a different strategy from here on out in terms of how teams put themselves together. Do you expect a shortened spring training then if that's the case? I don't. I think that, that's what I said. I think the way that you do it is that you bring minor leaguers in earlier oh. and you have, you know, you like sort of you extend pitchers and catchers. Got it. Got but it. Pitcher, but you know, but position players sort of stay the same amount of time because they're not showing up anyway. So, All right. That is uh, the, a new game sweeping the Southland. <laughs> what the bleep is going on with What baseball? the bleep is going on with baseball with Clinton Yates? Yes. <laughs> Um, real quick, just before we go to break, because we have to play big deal or no deal. Um, I just, you, know, you, I'm sure you get the same things. You get spam calls all the time to your phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Spam risk is my do you, number do one you, thing. I, I always like to look at the cities because it tells you the city allegedly that it's coming oh, from. Bro, we can play this game right now. I mean, I, I, I get like, you know, I mean, I've gotten the international ones. I've gotten like Here Russia. We go. Here we go. Here Cuba. we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got you. I got you three bangers right off the top. Go ahead. Give it number to me one, quick, Baltimore, I have a Maryland. domestic one. Number one, Baltimore, of. Maryland, which is, which is easy. Yeah. Number two, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Ooh, that's a good one. I've never heard of that. Yes. Number three, yeah. Atchison, Kansas. Okay. I'm literally reading these off of my phone. Because yeah. I've got it. one just now that came in. Oh, Woodside, Kimmel, California is the number one. Got it. Kimmel, Indiana. Never heard of that place. I, I am curious to see what the uh, population is of old Kimmel, Indiana. Let's see it. I'm curious to know what county Kimmel, Indiana is in. Okay. If Kimmel is the county seat, these are the kind Kimmel, of things to think about. Indiana's unincorporated consensus designated place in Sparta Township, Noble Sparta, County. So definitely not in a county. Yeah, Kimmel the county uh, place where I don't want to get caught after Sunday. It, 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 it in its Wikipedia, it doesn't even have like like the geography other than like a location, no demographics, no nothing. It doesn't even tell you how I many got, people live there. I got a great one today from Paw Huska, Oklahoma. How do you Ooh. spell that? Yeah. Paw H U S K A. Paw, okay. Oklahoma. Paw, how do you spell like Paw? P-A-W? So, so, P-A-W, so, like a paw. That's great. Oh, yeah. I love Kimmel, that. Indiana, according to Google, population, take a guess. Give me a, like, a, like a, just throw out a number. I'll say 2,000. Lindsay? 3,000. Laura? 3,500. 574. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wow. Way off. Yeah. So my spam call from Kimmel, Indiana. Clearly not town, for you. Yes, from a town. Been, they, you know, they might have been waiting to hear whether or not you were going to call Major League Baseball games next year. They might be waiting. Perhaps. You never know. Maybe stay tuned. <laughs> that been, that might have been the call. No. That could happen. That could happen. Uh, all right. Big deal, no deal. Coming up in two minutes. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Christopher, thank you. Lindsay, what do we got? All right, so after pulling off a comeback win against the Jets, Tom Brady was approached by rookie Jets defender Brandon Eccles, who intercepted Brady during the game. In Eccles' hands were a marker and the ball that he picked off from Brady, and he asked him to sign it. Well, Brady was gracious in his interaction on the field with Eccles and did sign the ball, but don't expect him to ever do it again. Speaking on his Let's Go podcast on Monday, Brady said, quote, I don't necessarily like signing mistakes. Let me just say that. So that's the last time I'm going to do that. I know it's the season of giving, but I don't plan on giving any more gifts to people. Uh, is the fact that Tom Brady even signed this ball that was intercepted a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Um, 
I mean, I don't know. It's a no deal for me. Like, I don't, I don't really care. I, I just think we look. I like Tom Brady. I mean, he's likable-ish. I would say, um, but I just feel like we make everything about him like way too big a deal personally. So that's just me. So no, no deal for me. So, so I understand this correctly. He gave this ball to who? The guy who intercepted Tom Brady went up to him after the game. Completely. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to, to, you just asked me to explain it. So Brandon Eccles intercepted Tom Brady during the game. After the game, he took that ball that he intercepted and went up to him and asked him to sign it. And Tom Brady signed it. I, I get all that. The reason why I ask is this. And like, I am not, I am not on the too deep. I do not broadcast NFL games, George. Brandon Eccles is not a guy whose name rings a bunch of bells no. off the rip. And as a result, what I'm going to say is big deal for him. Okay? You got enough stones in your sack to ask a Tom Brady to sign a ball you picked off? And he actually says yes? Oh, yeah. Huge deal. That's an incredible ask. And I'm sure for Thomas, he's like, yeah, that happens once. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> you're we're the done. one guy. You know what I mean? You're the one guy because you had the nerve to do it. And that's the end of it. Big deal. I love it. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's it's a big deal that like he even had the guts to go up and ask him. Like, that's Tom Brady, dude. You right. picked him off. And now you're going to be like, hey, can I get a souvenir out of this? I'd be like, go fly a kite, little man. Already had a souvenir. He wanted it with a signature. What a Right. Man. Exactly. All right, so a report dropped on Wednesday that the NFL would soon roll out significant changes to the NFL draft process. One of the biggest reported changes is that the NFL will eliminate the infamous Wonderlick test from the pre-draft process. The 50-question test of general intelligence has long been considered outdated and irrelevant, but it always made for some over-the-top fodder from the media, especially when a draft prospect underperforms. So is the NFL finally eliminating the stupid Wonderlick test from the pre-draft process a big deal or no deal, Clinton? No deal, because in my opinion, it had already been eliminated on a basic level in terms of anything that's real. And you're right. It had become just a media toy. But I got to tell you, George, I love it as a media toy. Okay. Super Bowl in LA this year. We're taking media tests, Wonderlick's pencils down on Monday. And seeing how we all test out at the station. This is something we should be doing just for the sake of proving how idiotic this is overall. Uh, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Uh, also, okay. no deal. Uh, I'm agree- I agree with Clinton. Like, nobody was actually taking this stuff all that seriously anymore. It was basically out of... Uh, it was just basically being done just for the sake of being done. I don't think anyone was actually putting tons of stock into it. So, Who do we think wins the Wonderlick test? Um, um, we I scored pretty high on it when I did it uh, mm, with Mason in Ireland. Yeah, I would go with Lindsay. Mm, okay. Just based on experience of having done it before. Okay. Well, you know, as the member of the Handsome Man community, local chapter, and the winningest member of Around the Horn with twenty. I mean, there's gonna, a lot gonna, of like stuff you're myself. throwing out there, but they all seem to be non sequiturs when gonna, it comes to complete this. Complete I was going to say, you can't just, have it all, Clinton. Just wanted to mention. <laughs> yes. You can't have it all. All right, next. You still got to do all it right. though. So KFC is going to soon be dropping the new Beyond Fried Chicken in partnership with Beyond. Oh, Meat. yeah! I, you know, this has been in the in the works for years. This Beyond yeah. Fried Chicken. They've been working together on it for two years to develop this specific product, which was explicitly designed with KFC lovers in mind to include the same bold spices and delicious flavor found in all of KFC's chicken. At locations nationwide, fans can get their hands on KFC's Beyond Fried Chicken starting January tenth. That's in a couple of days. So is this KFC meatless fried chicken a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Big deal. Um, listen, I think that plant alternatives, uh, if you buy into that stuff, a lot of people love them. Meat uh, alternatives. Love, uh, meat alternatives, right, yes. Uh, meat alternatives, plant-based meat alternatives is what I meant to say. Um, all the athletes I talk to swear by it. They say it feels better. It's better for um, – you know, issues like uh, God, uh, swelling and things yeah. like that. And, you know, look, inflammation guys, is what they call inflammation, it. Inflammation, yes. Um, these guys swear by that stuff and they have to invest a lot in their bodies. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I trust them. There's too many athletes telling me about it, um, that it works for them to not think that it doesn't have some semblance of, uh, you know, of 
What's the effectiveness? Word I'm searching for? Effectiveness. Yes, thank you. What is going on with me in this uh, particular question? It's getting I'm, late in the show. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm getting hungry too. So anyway, <laughs> maybe I should have some plant-based meat. Uh, nonetheless, yes, a big deal. Although frying plant-based meat, I still feel like the frying part would be weird, right? Like that can't be healthy for you, right? So I'll well, say this quickly. Go ahead. My bad, Liz. I was just going to say, it's not necessarily always like the health thing. There's plenty of people that like when I was a vegetarian, I didn't necessarily eat healthy. I just didn't eat meat, you know? Like there's a lot of times where I'm stuck with eating like, you know, mozzarella sticks or pizza because there's nothing else to the alternative. Right. I am Googling, right, but Googling, I mean, um, searching in my own uh, Twitter search where I wrote, but what do I call it? Beyond Burgers are better than beef ever was to me. And I still believe that. Like, and that's why I said there's a difference between plant based alternatives and meat based alternatives because I love Beyond Burgers. And I don't know that it has anything to do with health. It just plain tastes better, George. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm at that point where, like, when it comes to what we call mouthfeel in the business, watch yourselves, kids. I just like the food better. You know what I mean? And that's good enough for me. If it tastes better and it's healthier, sure, great. But. Beyond Burgers and Impossible Burgers taste better than actual meat to me. Just you know, especially fact. with um, Carl's Jr.'s because I love their Beyond Burgers. But I started eating meat again and recently back in like July. And I had one that was just a regular burger and it was nowhere near as good as the Beyond Meat. So you have a point. This is just, uh, this Laura, is are you in on, uh, on uh, Beyond Chicken at KFC? I mean, I'll try it. I'm not opposed to it. I like the real thing, but, you know, I'll try it. Yeah. To that point, quickly, I think that it probably works better for beef than it does for chicken. I, I like chicken more than I like beef, so I would have a harder time Same. getting to Beyond Chicken than I would to beef. Yeah, I am curious to see what it tastes like. I, yeah. I will definitely try it. I don't think there's any doubt. There is a yeah. KFC within like 15 minutes of my house. So I'll be hitting it. I haven't had a lot of like the chicken flavored, you know, plant based food. How about like Beyond Burger tonight? How about that? Me too. Same. Yeah. All right. So speaking of food and whatever, even though it's not food, it's a drink, Crystal Pepsi, Pepsi's clear soda, which was first released in 1992 and discontinued in 1994, is now making another comeback for its 30th anniversary. But for this limited return, the cola is only up for grabs with a contest on Twitter, and you're going to have to break out a photo of yourself from the 90s to enter. So Pepsi announced <laughs> the limited return and the contest yesterday with a tweet that said, Strap on your fanny packs. Your fave 90s drink is turning 30. Post a pic of you from the 90s using hashtag show us your 90s and hashtag Pepsi sweepstakes for a chance to be one of 300 to win Crystal Pepsi. Is this? Yes. That's all, that's all they're releasing. And I'm sure they're probably like old from, you know, 1992. Yeah, those are called so, leftovers, right? <laughs> exactly. So is this big Crystal Pepsi revival a big deal or no deal? Sedano, I want you to answer this because I know you have thoughts on it. I love Pepsi. I hated Crystal Pepsi. I got to be honest with you. I love Pepsi. I like Pepsi more than Coke. And what? I know that that is a hot what? take that people get very upset with. Who are and the, you? And the reaction is that usually. Um, but I just think Pepsi tastes better. Mm -hmm. um, just like you think uh, plant-based uh, burgers taste better yeah, than real burgers. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think that Pepsi tastes better than Coke. However, Crystal Pepsi, garbage. <laughs> I cannot believe that we've gotten to the close to the end of the show and Sedano and I are on like diametric sides of each other. I am a Coca-Cola classic human individual till I die, unless Pepsi gives me a lot of money and then I will stay alive. But my point is, is that I loved Crystal Pepsi. I hated Pepsi, but I thought this gimmick worked. I was like, look at this. Look at this clear cola. What are we doing drinking this? I'm 12 years old playing ping pong in somebody's basement in the suburbs that I never would have gotten invited to. Bring it back. As long as 300 people like it, you've made, <laughs> made, a, made a commitment that works. I mean, Crystal Pepsi to me was like one of those literal flash in the pan things that happened at like four middle school parties that I ever went to. And that was it. And it was hilarious every time. The sole purpose of this contest is for somebody to sell theirs on eBay and make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. The bottles, not even the liquid, just just right. the, the bottles. Right, just the just here you go. Here's your here's your Crystal Pepsi at one. Okay, do we have uh, time for another one? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay, so the IRS is cracking down on payments received through third party apps like Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App to make sure that people are paying their fair share of taxes. So the law is not new, but it has changed because before the payment apps were required to report 
gross income for users who exceeded $20,000 or who, who had 200 transactions within a year. The $600 rule applies to payments received for goods and services transactions. Is this whole reporting of your payment apps a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. Um, you know, because, you know, you're going to have to get a little more creative on how you make that happen. Or what what will end up happening is people will create multiple different accounts for these apps, right? Or use multiple different apps, right? Spread them across different apps, Um and just they'll have to get more creative. But, yeah, it's, you know, look, when I got to pay for the fantasy football team, you know, it's usually how it rolls. When I got to pay for the fantasy basketball team, I hit old Mike Trudell. Hey, yo, here's the fee. Uh, you know, oh, we don't actually play for a fee. What am I talking about? We play for the love of fantasy. So, my bad. <laughs> right. But stop. Yeah, that, that makes complete sense. But. When it comes to people, and I don't mean to be flip here, but when it comes to people who pay for the fantasy of other things, when it comes to people who work in a certain industry, this is a huge deal because it affects your ability to make money, which affects then your ability to stay alive and stay safe. So for me, this is very dicey. You know, the whole point of decentralizing banks is that you're not subjected to the same penalties and laws. And not because anyone is more sensible than the other, but because perhaps the previous regulations were too hardcore. This affects a lot more of the community than people are willing to realize. And as a result, that makes it a big deal to me. Think about what you're doing when you're sending money through apps. It goes to somebody first. It goes to the people that need it second. It's a real deal part of life, man. Yeah. Crypto. Crypto. Not, fi- not, not financial advice. I'm not no. giving you financial advice. Absolutely not. Yes. So. All right. That is big deal or no deal. Each and every day at 630. All right, coming up next, we got some legacy talk. As I'm watching the Warriors and I'm watching Steph and company, I feel like the Steph-LeBron conversation is going to gain a lot more steam here uh, over the next calendar year or so. We'll get into that a little bit on the other side. And a situation that has occurred that did not dawn on me before I made a purchase. I'll tell you about said purchase uh, in just a moment. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I love this song. It's very, it's very loungy. Very, very loungy. rooftop bar. You know what it reminds me of? This is something we have to talk mm-hmm. about. The Mandy Awards. I mean, are, are you wearing a tux, George? What are we doing? I may just go like black ties. Okay. That, yeah. See, this is, thank, thank you. Thank you. For bringing a level of reasonability to this, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we're all wearing tuxes. We're going mm. cummerbunds and we're going nuts." No, I was like, uh, "You idiots cannot be wearing any of this because we'll all look stupid." And it's not like the the listeners are going to wear that. So I think black tie is appropriate. It doesn't necessarily have to be super formal. Correcto. Uh, so there's that. Uh, but you know, I also you know, I mean, I have a tux. But I haven't necessarily worn it in a long time, so I don't know what it would fit like. Ill-fitting, right yeah. And by idiots, yeah. by the way, I mean me and my friends. I don't mean the people that are at the station that do all the work yeah. in terms of everything. I just mean the those that run our yaps pretty much strictly. Um, I mean, I got married, so. Right. Do you want me to – oh, no. Do you want me to break this down for you, Linz? Here's how it works. If you've rented a tux more than three times, you buy it on the fourth. Correct. Because it's just not worth your time to rent it three more times. I, I actually have two tuxes. Um, right. yeah. I don't know Absolutely. if either – now, the wedding one should fit me because I'm back at that fighting weight, I feel like. Okay. Um, but the other one was bigger for when I was a little heavier. Um, but it was that. I was doing a lot of events where there was tuxes and a lot of wed- wedding seasons uh, that were tuxes involved, and, um, and I just bought one. Yeah. What if I wear a Cobra Kai gi? <laughs> that would be that? great. Now, you know, it's funny. I love the All Valley, right? You know, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the All Valley. Welcome to my life. Uh, but, I, you know, I haven't watched the show. Not one episode. But what? I love the movie. Love the uh, movie. I, mm. I got to get in on the mo- on the show. I get it. Yes, I don't even I know. know what to say. Yeah. I have multiple group <laughs> chats about this. 
multiple group chats about Cobra Kai? Of course. It's on season four. It's amazing. <laughs> Fun fact. Where is it on kid, these days? It's on Netflix. Fun fact. Oh. The new kid in the show, he's a black kid. He's cool. His name is Dallas Young. He yeah. is the son of world baseball champion, first base coach for the Atlanta baseball team, Eric Young. I wrote a column oh, nice. about it. Yeah. It's nice. nice. Who also played for the Dodgers, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Um, so... Um. Yeah, I I I eventually got to get into it. There's a uh, there's a couple shows I want to get into. I want to get into the morning show on mm, Apple Plus. That's too close to uh, home for me. I can't do it. Yeah, my wife didn't like it. She started watching it, and she works in news, and right. she didn't like it. Um, but I did like Newsroom, and I was one of the few people that did. I feel like uh, the Aaron Sorkin HBO project sure. many years ago. Um, I I have gotten my wife into Ted Lasso though. It took me forever to get her to sit down and watch an episode, and we've now seen six episodes together. I mean, I've seen them all anyway, but okay. I'm wa- rewatching them with her, and it's fun. So I don't watch Ted Lasso. I, lo- I love and respect Ted Lasso. I'm just not there yet. It's okay, guys. It's okay. It's a good don't show. Tell me why I need to watch it. I get it. It's I good. will I tell just you. Haven't yet. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm still kind of figuring that out. So those are two shows that I'm trying to get. On. I've been on a documentary kick lately. Really? Um, you know what I saw recently? I What's saw that? on Hulu MLK FBI. Ooh, oh, man, uplifting. Now that yeah. was impressive. That was uh, <laughs> I, and because I went on like you know everybody does like a year end list top twenty documentaries. It was on everybody's list. Sure. So I was like, all right, we're gonna watch it. So I did. Yeah. So Memphis, tough place, you know. Yep. Yeah. So. But there were things I did not know. And, you know, I felt like I was fairly uh, educated on the situation. Well, and, that, and if I may jump in there, that's always the reason to do that. It's not to correct. tell anybody that you saw something that otherwise they didn't see. It's to learn something for yourself. And, you know, yeah. you're a man with a family and you got to apply those values to how you execute your tasks. You know, as a, as, not just as a man, but as a parent and as a human, I, I applaud you for being yeah. able to admit, you know, because that's the problem. Quickly, a lot of folks don't want to admit when they don't know stuff. You know what I'm saying? And so when they learn something, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't know. It's like, let's not talk about the fact that you can't believe you didn't know. Let's talk about what it is that you learned. You know, those are two different things. So I, pre- I applaud that and I appreciate that. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, your appreciation. So, um, but yeah, I was on a, I, I was watching some Osama Bin Laden documentary, too. Oh, like, I was, I've been on a kick of documentaries lately. On the mixtapes? I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do- oh, you know what? So, you so asked it- me for a documentary, Rex, because I've seen them all. Literally, yeah. every so single I, one. So I saw the one. This one was on National Nat Geo uh, about um, Osama bin Laden. Did you know Osama bin Laden was, like, obsessed with, like, the way he was portrayed in the media? Yes, I know that. That's why David Letterman used to do all those bits every single night where he would replay Osama's mixtapes. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would always do parody bits on them with the end saying, oh, death to America. You know, like, it was always a funny joke. And by funny joke, I mean, like, the comedy was left in the fact that Osama bin Laden cared a lot about the American gaze, you know what yes. I mean? Which is why what happened happened. I'm not going to get all into that. Right? But, no, 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 for sure. Yeah, but he, they would, they would have like he had like um, basically like hard drives full of like stuff from the internet. Oh yeah. Um, and on like tapes and stuff too that he would watch back the way people would discuss him. Like it was wild. It was super like psychotic and weird. Um, but it was it was just something that stuck out to me when I when right. I watched that Nat Geo outlier as we say in the baseball scouting. Yeah, industry. yeah. Um, so my purchase, uh, so I purchased, uh, I don't know if I told you this, but a couple months ago now, mm-hmm. um, you know, gas is very expensive and right. I wanted to try an electric vehicle. So I went to, uh, South Bay Ford and, uh, in Hawthorne the and, uh, yes. And, uh, the, the boys in, uh, South Bay Ford and in Hawthorne, uh, I bought a Mustang Mach-E. Um, I bought one right off the lot. Like, you know, cause oh, really? they told me it would take a few months to get the one what I want. I'm like, nah, I want one right now. Let's just do it. So I didn't get the exact like battery usage I wanted, but it's fine. I don't drive all that much, but what color is the vehicle? So it's what they call space gray. I believe it's called. Mm. And it's basically like white. Sometimes when you look at it, but sometimes it's gray. Ooh, um, shifter. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Um, and the car is awesome, but here's the thing that I neglected to remember um, is oh yeah, you need to charge it. So like uh, because you're so used to a gas car. <laughs> like there was one time mistake. we had to go. So I think it was Thanksgiving. We had to go um to see one of my in-laws uh and they live in your Belinda. And I was like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll make sure to charge the car." I forgot to charge the car. We wake up that morning and I was like, Oh no! Oh, hold on, hold on. It's full electric. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no gas option. Zero. Oh. No gasolina. 
Yes. Yeah, my, my gasoline banger. Yeah, yeah. So um, I had oh, to wow. locate. Okay. Now, Ford does a really good job on their app of telling you where the nearest, like, superchargers are. And there was one five minutes away from the house. So what I did was I told my wife, I woke up in a panic going, oh, my God, I didn't charge the car. And I was like, Throwing I'm going to run and go charge schedule. the car. Yeah. yeah, run and charge the car. And then I was going to get some stuff at the grocery store. I'll just walk from it's close enough to the supercharger and like I'll I don't know have breakfast or something I'll figure it out um so that's what I did I went to breakfast superchargers I went to breakfast parked at the supercharger created a supercharger account got my EVgo account uh and then supercharged it 45 minutes it charged it like really well like up to like 80 percent this is an hour less than an hour you realize that right what's that this is a Kaplan story (laughs) It, but it was just wild. It's just like something. And now it's not happened again. But it was like what, those things of like I'm so used to driving a gas car. Right. It's like oh man, I got an electric car now. I can't that's, forget that. that. I, I'm only I'm only breaking balls because that's impressive. Like I don't know what my reacts would be if I woke up and I was like oh my god, my electric car isn't working. <laughs> Where do I go? Like yeah, I'm your, like your I'm down to like 15 on miles on a basic level. Yeah, I'm down to 15 miles. I got to drive all the way to your Belinda. Like it's got like an hour drive. Like it's insane. <laughs> So I just I went to the supercharger and the supercharger got it done. So and I had breakfast at a really good breakfast spot. What'd you uh, have? And then went to the grocery store. So it worked out. Oh, it's even a lot. Yeah. Um, but yes. By the way, electric car, awesome. Just don't forget to charge it. So. That's tough. So the car that I drive quickly, it's a it's a it's the woman I love's car. It's got both. You fill up the tank and then the oh a little the hybrid charges itself. Yeah, the hybrid is clutch, bruh. Clutch, worth it every dollar. Yeah. So, uh, but so I told my wife we're gonna have to probably keep a gas car just in case, just because George can't remember to plug in the daggone battery. <laughs> you know, man, listen. You know, just, you I never mean, know. Maybe too many glasses of wine. Nice George, we're gonna do something that we're gonna do for every day for the rest of the time that I talk to you. What is the next Los Angeles game I should go to? Make it quick in person because you're you're the guy. Ooh, football man. game, basketball game. How about the Hawks game, game Friday? Okay. Hawks Lakers. Hawks Lakers. Okay, that could work. You're working that game, I understand. I am. I will be there. So if you go, I will. Uh, I will be able to chat with you and hang out with you for a little bit. Well, then I'll be there. And perhaps we can have some libations oh, afterwards. Libations. Yeah. Kwanzaa is over. There you go. You guys don't even know what that means. Li- I mean, libations it, are part of Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa is the yes. the Black American holiday that ha- that's yes. celebrated between Christmas and New Year's. There's Correct. all sorts of principles and all sorts of yes. things. Yes, it's on my iPhone. For God's sake, is it really? You have that count? Yes. Why, why uh, we're done here. Excellent work, Clinton Yates. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Laura Lindsay, excellent work as well. Uh, what's up next, Laura? ESPN, ESPN Radio. Radio, Freddie Coleman and Ian Fitzsimmons. See you.